Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly men, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I am your host, Alex, joined by my co-host. He's back. Zach, what up, Zach? Z from D.C., what up? We are here to do our Western Conference NBA preview for the 2017-2018 season. If you haven't seen yet, we just did an hour and a half on the Eastern Conference, which is probably an hour too long, but we love talking NBA, and if you listen to it, we appreciate it. If you don't care about half the East, you could skip forward and find your team, but we do this every year. For people who haven't heard this before, Zach and I rank the teams 15-1, to 1, and then we come up with a composite ranking, and we preview each team. Zach, are you ready? Born ready. We are going to be much better this time about time, and hopefully we get this one done in under an hour. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. All right, so kicking off the Western Conference, coming in at the 15th seed, maybe the worst team, in, well, not the worst team in the league, one of the worst teams in the league, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix this offseason, Zach, they drafted Josh Jackson with a, with a high pick, the fourth pick, I think. They almost flipped that pick. For LaMarcus Aldridge, they thought about going all in and trying to compete and then went the exact opposite direction and became sellers and just are like, we're going to tank again. That was smart. That was smart. They have Brandon Knight out for the season, which kind of sucks because he's trying to get his career together. His knee out for the season with a knee injury. Alex Len came back with a qualifying offer, and they just extended TJ Warren with a four-year $50 million deal. This team is... Super duper young with a few veterans. What do you think about the Suns? We have them ranked 15, so obviously not a lot. I mean, I think they, listen, as, a, as we mentioned, the East is the last year that the lottery is going to be rigged like it is to really incentivize tanking. My bold prediction, not so bold prediction, would be they move Eric Bledsoe. It's the logical move. I like that. Booker does a lot of ball handling. They like Ulyss. He's good. Yep. They got some young guard guard play already established there you're you're literally have zero reason to win a game like i just don't know they have no prayer shot of being competitive the way to get better is you gotta bled to his value he's in his prime on a good contract he's been decently healthy recently and uh you know he's got a lot of tools you can d up he can play you know shoot threes what do you think uh, I agree with you. I think Bledsoe is a good piece to go out and get if you're a good team or a contender. Maybe a team like Denver or something who kind of needs a point guard. Uh, I think Tyson Chandler and Dudley will also be in trade talks. Like Tyson Chandler, if he could fall to the right team, could be a good player. Um, that's actually my bold prediction, Zach, is Tyson Chandler gets traded to a contender, maybe Boston. I don't know what they'd give up, but if they could like flip a pick and get Chandler... They have yeah. no size. That could be an interesting fit. Uh, they're one of the yeah. Up- they would definitely need a big. That'd be great for them. Great fit. I like that. They're one of the. How about up- Bledsoe to the Wizards? <sighs> could they make that work? I mean, Grunfeld loves trading first round picks to the Suns. He's can, done it two can, of the last four years. Can Beal, Gortat, and Morris? 
Ubre, a first round pick, and like another piece. I I, I would be. Nah, that's too much. I don't well, you're do not that, getting. But I would Bledsoe as like Washington's third guard would really move the needle. Or can you play Be- Can you play Beal at the three, and you put Bledsoe at the two? And you put Otto yeah. at the four Wall, and you go small ball. Wall, Bledsoe, Beal, and Otto. You're not getting him. Like Mahimi. It, you're, not, it. you're not getting him unless it's a first-round pick and Ubre to start. And we've officially spent too much time on the Suns. Yeah, I am. The last thing I want to say about this team, uh, I think they're. Well, I read that the Phoenix Suns are super excited about Josh Jackson, Bender, and Chris as their front court, who could all guard multiple positions and can all play like different spots, which is kind of. I like Chris. I'm in on Chris. I'm a team Marquise Chris guy. You probably he looks good. I don't know if he is good. Let's go. He's young. All right. And we didn't even talk about Booker. He's really good too. Twenty-eight and a half over under. Under. Yeah, I like the under too. This team is super young. They're going to be sellers. The West is way too stacked. There's under all the way. They're, they got trades to make. Under. Under. All right. Number fourteen. Even maybe too long for that team. Number fourteen. The Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they had a quiet offseason. They played hardball with New Orleans Noel, who signed his qualifying offer and will now be a unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, and drafted Dennis Smith, who's getting lots of Rookie of the Year buzz. Uh, Dennis Smith is going to be all over SportsCenter and YouTube and Instagram with, like, monster dunks all year. He'll probably be in the dunk contest and win it. Sprained his ankle, like, recently, but, yeah, I agree. Noel turned down four years, $70 million at the beginning of the summer, and now is playing for like a four-year, a $4 million deal. That situation is ugly. Like, he's pissed he fired his agent. He's pissed at the team. The team is like, listen, we don't, it's, that's bad. Harrison Barnes had a nice season last year on a bad team. Seth Curry is out for a while. He's hurt. I mean, I think this team is going to stink. They're young. They don't have a lot of assets. Or not, no. This team, what's their over-under? 35 and a half. I love the under. Love the under. Love the under. They are the number one team to tank, and they have, they have the most incentive and reason to do it. Was uh, Yeah, it sucks for Dirk, but Cuban's smart. Cuban's smart. He, he openly has talked about tanking, and, like, straight up last year, once they got eliminated from the playoffs, he was like, I want to lose every game. There's yeah. no reason for us to win. Yeah, Cubans. Um, I love them to tank and be well under. Yeah, Cubans my favorite player. I do like. I think Harrison Barnes and Dennis Smith is a nice young foundation, and I like Noel a lot. It's just I don't think it's going to work out for him there. Noel would be perfect for the Wizards, but it won't happen because they have no cap space. Um, we did the under my bold prediction deck, and this I think might actually happen. Dennis Smith is going to clash with Rick Carlisle, and he gets benched at some point this season. No, no, no. Yes, dude. Like Carlisle hates young point guards. He never plays young point guards. He hates them. And Dennis Smith is a trigger-happy like shooter. Yogi Ferrell just fine. Well, let's see. Let's see. Come on. All right. I think that's a good one. All right. Number 13, L.A. Lakers. Drafted Lonzo Ball. They traded D'Angelo Russell, the former top three pick, and Timothy Mozgaz and his albatross of a contract to Brooklyn for Brooke Lopez, who could play in the last year of a huge deal, Brooke Lopez. They gave a bunch of money in a one-year deal to Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's looked bad in preseason. And they drafted Kyle Kuzma, who is getting 
It's the Huge. darling of Los Angeles. It's a little, it's too overblown. Oh my God. Can we talk about this? I mean, I, I, you're in D.C. I'm in San Diego. I cannot wake up and like turn on the radio or get on Twitter or anything without L.A. fans freaking out about Kyle Kuzma and how he's the next Paul George. People are saying he's going to be better than Paul George. I've read that in multiple, multiple locations. I know. Which but is compared to the clay, Paul George, it's crazy, dude. He's averaging 19 points a game in preseason. I don't even care about summer league, but 19 points. He looks tight. I've watched their summer league game. He looks and he's wildly entertaining. What's funny though is the whole D'Angelo Russell deal. You know, was on load Mozgov and this and that. And look, they the Lakers walked away with Lopez and Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma. I listen. I like Kuzma. I just can't stand all the hype that's around him. Brooke Lopez could definitely play. You know, they're expecting a big leap from Ingram this year. Lonzo Ball, I mean, Lonzo Ball's like a favorite to win Rookie of the Year. He's out with an ankle injury, but Lonzo this Ball... Rookie of the Year race is going to be insane. With Ball, you got Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons should win it. Then you got Dennis Smith. You got some wild cards like Collins and Atlanta we mentioned. Every Not even to mention like Tatum or... It's going to be crazy. We're going to have to do like monthly Rookie of the Year check-ins. Lonzo Ball has won everywhere he's gone. UCLA, they were under 500. He turned them around. I mean, I know they had a really good class, but it was really all him. Listen, uh, I'm in on Lonzo. I'm really in on Lonzo, but I do not expect that to happen this year. I think they're going to stink. I actually hope they stink. I'm not a big Laker fan. Ingram, I just I think they're... Just like the Knicks, they're going to be a lovable, stinky team. Yeah, that's fair. They're desperately trying to get rid of Lou Aldang, which will never happen. No one's going to take that contract, but that's what I've Hell heard no. from people like close to the organization is they are all out to get rid of Dang for culturally because he doesn't fit and his ridiculous $18 million a year contract. That being said, um, they have the third highest amount of cap space going into next offseason already, and that's before they make any moves. My bold prediction for this team is that Kyle Kuzma doesn't make either all-rookie team, just because I'm like, now I'm officially a Kyle hater, but I'm just sick of the hype. And I talked to a ref. I had an Uber driver in L.A., Zach, who's an NBA ref. I should have gotten his number. I'd get him on the pet. What? Yeah. he A D-League ref. He does a lot of stuff for the Lakers, and he's getting called up this year. He's going to sub-ref two to three NBA games, and he's, like, working his way into the rotation. And he told me he did... He does I wonder late. how much an NBA ref makes. Well, he's, he's a D-League ref, really, and he was driving an Uber. Super nice guy. Yeah. He told me he does a lot of Laker scrimmages. And he said, Brandon, I was like, how's Brandon Ingram look? And he says, listen, when he's in space and he catches and shoots, he looks awesome. He's like, if he gets breathed on, he's like falling away from the rim. Breathed on. So... This Ingram blowing up in year two. Bro, I'm not, I'm not, I saw with my own eyes Brandon Ingram in summer league for, for right before he got injured. He looked so tight. I'm sorry about what your Uber driver said, but false. No, he was like attacking the rim. He looked so tight. Yeah, summer league. I'm all right? in on Brandon Ingram. I think he's going to be tight. I think people need to temper their expectations this year because he's still 190 pounds. I just love the Lakers' future, dude, so uh, much. Magic being able to recruit free agents. They have L.A.'s market. They're going to get there. We just they'll have a ton of cap space. Lopez and um, what's your, 
Lopez and uh, Jesus. Pope? Help me out here. Caldwell Pope. That's $40 million off the books right there. Um, only, Zach, only Chicago and Indiana has more cap space next summer, as of now, projected. But if they find a way to get rid of Dang, they could have, like, room for, like, we'll two, have, so much we'll have Ingram, Ball, on these great rookie contracts, Kuzma. Randall. Like, they could bring in LeBron. Oh, God. I mean, the Lakers, Lakers are looking good. They got Things Zub- are looking up. They got Zubac, who had played really nice for them last year. Clarkson. Larry, I actually... Yeah. I really like Larry Nance uh, as a role bench player. Like, well, that's you... the thing. They have a lot of players like Randall's expiring this year. Randall, Clarkson, and Nance. Like, where do they fit in? Even uh, yeah, they're I mean, good. They, got, they got a lot of intriguing young guys that are going to be role players in the league that probably won't have a home in LA. Randall has a, gotten great shape. He's had a good. He's looked good. I kind of you know. I, I love. I've been on the Julius Randall bandwagon. The, the guy who people have soured on a little is Clarkson because he dribbles the ball a lot and he doesn't really fit in. And because you have Lonzo Ball now. And yeah. Clarkson like, is expendable. I don't know who trades for him. They, like if they want to move Dang, they're going to have to include Randall or Clark. They're going to have to do what they did with D'Angelo Russell, which I think if they could, they would just to free up more cap space so they could get like LeBron, Wade, and Melo or so. I don't know. Who knows who they're going to Paul George. Paul George is, I think, a yeah. lot. We'll see. I think Paul, George, and LeBron are locked. All right. Over, under for the Lakers, 33 and a half. I'm taking the under. Under. I, I think they stink this year, and they pretty much don't get their pick no matter what. So Even if Ingram, Ball, like let's say they all ball out, no pun intended, they they, they still, it's the West. Yeah. No, they're done. I'd take the under. I like them around 30 wins, maybe less. Ah, 30 wins. Okay, number 12. I actually really like this team. The Sacramento Kings. Love it. Instant league pass favorite for this. Yeah, team. league pass, high up. You don't even have league pass, but for me, league pass. <laughs> uh, still yours, bro. De- uh, drafted De'Aaron Fox, who looks awesome. Josh, brought in George Hill. Justin, brought in Randolph. Brought in Vince Carter. Also drafted Justin Jackson, Harry Giles, all first-round picks, and Frank Mason, who I saw in Vegas when I was there for my fantasy God, I love their draft. They got, also, Zach, don't sleep on it, they got Bogdan Bogdanovich from... The other Bogdanovich. The other Bogdanovich, who I'm just going to skip to it right now. My bold prediction is he makes an all-rookie team because I've heard great things about him. He's an awesome... Is he like one of these 28-year-old Europeans? Yeah, he's older. I don't know how old. He's like in his mid-20s. Let me. I'll pull it up. But he's... Got awesome range. He's an awesome, awesome shooter, I've read. And he's, like, not scared of the moment at all. And he just has a super quick trigger and will pull up from anywhere. They're saying he's going to start at small forward. There's shots to go around here. He's t- only 25 and he's 6'6". Who's six. the king starting five? Uh, George Hill. Buddy Heald, who for... let me Buddy Heald, by the way, Zach, listen to these numbers. After getting traded to Sacramento, average 15-4... and four, and shot 48% from the field, which from a guard is ridiculous as a rookie, and 43% from three. 48 that's and 43. That's insane. Nobody talked about Boogie that. Boogie trade worked out. Yeah, it did. I'm, I'm, I'm like, so happy. I'm so happy for Sacramento. It's been a long, long road for them. Well, we have them ranked 12th. They're still not going to win a lot of games. But 
They have such. It's looking up, man. Fox is going to be tight. He could be rookie of the year. Oh my god, they have. Um, no, I don't think he'll play enough. They, but they have such an interesting blend. George Hill, veteran. Let's just go position by position, real quick. George Hill, De'Aaron Fox, Frank Mason at point guard, rookies and and then a vet. Buddy Heald, we just talked about. Malachi Richardson was a first-round pick. Garrett Temple, your boy. He's a good bench guy. Vince Carter. Power forward, they got Zebo, And then a guy I really like, Scalabassier, who I name I can never pronounce. He had Oh, yeah. No, I really liked him. He dude. played really so well. In the draft. After they traded Boogie, he played really well as well. Uh, Harry Giles is hurt right now, but he's a high upside Willie prospect. Willie Trill. Willie Trill, you know. I've been team Willie Trill forever. You've always hated him. They got Kuso, Kufos, who could play. They got the big uh, Greek guy, Papianis or whatever. He was a first-round pick. Bogdanovich we talked about, and Justin Jackson. Their whole team is established vets or first-round picks. Literally their entire roster. I know we've said this for, like, every rookie, but Justin Jackson should probably make an all-rookie team, too. I, I disagree with you. I don't think he'll play enough. All these guys... Malcolm Brogdon was rookie of the year last year. Who? Yeah, but last year's rookie class sucked compared to this year's rookie class. There's so many good rookies this year. I like Bogdanovich to an all-rookie team. This team will be really fun. Unfortunately, the West is so good, and they just don't have a star. Like, they have interesting young players that aren't ready, and then they have good... Well, really, George Hill is only, like, starter veteran. Everyone else is a role-player veteran. They just don't have a guy. What's the over-under? 28-and-a-half. I love the over, but I don't think they win much more than 30 games. What do you think? I'll go under. Wow. So you like them, but you actually think they're only winning twice. I love them. I love their future. I think the wet, like, all right, so you're going to, I guess they'll win when they play the Eastern teams. Yeah. Anyway, we're not doing that. Who's next? Yeah, they don't have a star. Uh, They're next. This team we disagreed on, but with our rankings, we had to use Jesse again as a tiebreaker. Uh, With the 11th, seed or whatever in the West. 11th team is the Memphis Grizzlies who had a very quiet offseason. Zebo, Vince Carter, Tony Allen are all gone. Great and Grind is done. And then they signed Tariq Evans and Ben McLemore. Ew. Ben Ben McLemore is out for at least another month with a foot injury when he played pickup this summer. They finally re-signed Jamichael Green who I really like. And they drafted Ivan Robb. This team kind of stinks, but Mike Conley is awesome and Marcus Gasol is awesome. And I think they're better than the 11th seed just because of those two players. But What's their over-under? You know, you're just Their over-under is 37.5. Which, oh, under. It, Give me the under. 37.5 is tough because... If your best players are Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol... Who are both awesome. Like, we're that's really on, good. No, listen, they're both two of the best of their positions. Yeah, that's a big deal. They're, oh, God, they're just so thin. There's Chandler Parsons playing more than no, Parsons, 35 games. Parsons is elephant in the room. $23 million a year, barely played last season. He was terrible and injured the entire game. Entire season. And he's acting really weird on, like, social media. He's a, talk about an F-boy. I don't, I don't like him really at all. And he's a dickhead. He got paid, and he's like doesn't care that he's injured and sucks. I know. I would be so uh, pissed off if I, I would almost rather have Joakim Noah than him because he he's a dickhead, 
and you're paying him and he's hurt. Noah is done, but like is trying to get back. Anyway, I just shouldn't right, have, right. I shouldn't have even inserted the Knicks there. Um, All I, right, next team. What's your bold prediction? Uh, I was trying to see. I can't even find. Bold. This is one of those teams that, like, when it falls off, it's just going to be ugly and fat. Like, they, they're they going to go to being one of the worst teams in the NBA very fast. Conley's going to be, like, 32 years old after this year. It's just going to be ugly. Conley is so good, though. They're, oh, the, so 37 he's so and, good, and he's so good right now. You but, like the like, under for this team? I'm taking the over barely. I think they're going to win, like, less than 40 games. Like, I think they win 38 or 39. They won 43 last year. Their bench got a little worse. They lost Zebo Vince. Give me the under, bro, and let's go to the next team. They had injuries last year, though. Uh, I'm taking the over. My bold prediction, Grizzlies missed the playoffs for the first time in seven seasons. They have the th- You know they have the third longest consecutive playoffs made streak in the NBA? Third longest. Bro, if their over-under is 37, that's not a bold prediction for them to miss the playoffs in the West. Right, well. just, just for your... Yeah, it's either not bold enough or it's too predictable. It would have been crazy. super bold if they, uh, if you had them making it. I, right, am, I have them at, They were my ninth team. You, got, you had them at 11. All right, number 10, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they maxed out Drew Holiday. They signed Rajon Rondo. And they also brought in Ian Clark and, like, 35-year-old Tony Allen. They're starting a full season with Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis. Rondo has played for five teams in four seasons, which I think is hilarious. Uh, And it's going to be interesting because if they don't play well early, there's going to be a lot of trade rumors around this team because Boogie's a free agent at the end of the year. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not expecting it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they just have a fire sale. Although they just... Ma- I, I was just saying, I was like, dude, they should trade they just, Boogie and Davis. And then they, they have a maxed out. out, then they have a maxed out Drew Holiday. So what are they like, at the same time, they just gave Drew Holiday like $150 million. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Uh, the depth on this team, Zach, is a disaster. Their bench Horrible. is awful. Do you did you get to see Boogie and Anthony Davis play together at all? No, I don't think I really did. I don't think I really want to. I'm playing. My only thing. So here's one thing they have going for them that, and this is like the only thing they have going for them at all times of a of a game. They should have either Anthony Davis or Boogie on the floor for them. That's tight. I mean, that's the same thing with Houston. It's like. You, you can go a full game with the ball in James Harden or Chris Paul's hands. Um, well, also, Zach, they're talking about, I agree with that. I mean, they're just, you have one of the two best big men in the league. It's like a different way to beat a team that other teams just don't have. You know, it's just different. I would love to see them be good and make the playoffs just to see what that lineup looks like against a small ball lineup. Um, yeah. they're, they're talking about starting Drew Holiday and Rondo together. God, that would be fun if they were the eight seed against the Warriors and they just went big. You know what my prediction is? My bold prediction for this team, Zach? Rajon Rondo finishes in the top three of NBA in assists. Like, I think Rondo's going to have a field day. 
I agree, especially if Holiday is playing the two and spotting up. You get kick at the Holiday, and then he's throwing lobs to Boogie and Anthony Davis. Like, like he might lead the league in assists. He might average 12 assists a game. But you know what's so funny, man, is they threw all that money at Holiday because they were like, there are no other point guards out there. If, they, if you had told them that they were, like, giving Holiday all that money to start it too, God, it's just crazy. Because then you find Rondo for, like, a bargain deal, and it's like, uh, did you have to give that much to Holiday? You know? When Holiday plays, he's good. The problem is he can't stay healthy. He only I averaged, agree, and he's still young. He only averaged 15 points a game last season. And they gave up the Nerlens Noel pick to get him. Yeah. Well, they he was hurt last year, too. He only played 67 games. Yeah. It just honestly, I like if you are like, hey, this team has Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and Rondo. Even though Rondo's borderline, not even borderline, he is a cancer. Those are like four pieces that fit together and are really interesting. The problem is everyone else on this roster sucks. Like not like their best player after those four guys is maybe Ian Clark or no, it's Etwan Moore is like your fifth best player, and that is a catastrophe. So, what are the chances that Anthony Davis and Boogie are both on this roster next year? Uh, I give it less than 10%. I just think it's not going to happen. I think it's more likely that both are gone than both are dead. The over-under for this team is 39 and a half. Um, under. Yeah, God, this is a tough one. I they... can't keep going under on, like, every team in the NBA, but under. My yeah. thing is, too, they're, they're so thin. They're so paper thin yeah. that that's the, like, that's the deciding factor. They won 34 games last year. I'm taking the under as well. I think they're better. I don't know if they're five games better. The West is better. The West is tougher, and their supporting cast is awful. Awful. Yep. All right. Coming in at number nine, a team I actually like. For me, Zach, you're going to laugh. I have this team making the playoffs as a seed, the Utah Jazz. I don't disagree with you at all. They, so, they real quickly, Gordon Hayward obviously left in dramatic fashion. They said goodbye to George Hill. They traded for Rubio, who I love. And they drafted maybe my favorite rookie outside of Neil Aquina, Donovan Mitchell from Louisville who is going to be tight. He is super athletic, can handle the rock. He plays really, really good defense. Knicks almost took him at eight. Everyone was freaking out about Dennis Smith. The Knicks, I think, were closer to taking Donovan Mitchell than they were taking Dennis Smith and maybe even Malik Monk. I would have liked that. They also brought in Jarepko and Cephalosha. I just like this. They're going to be super awesome defensively. They're going to be hard to watch because it's going to be like low-scoring, grinded-out defensive games. But Rubio is going to be good for them. Mitchell is going to play a lot because Exum is out with an injury again. He might miss the whole season, which... Yeah, R.I.P. I know, Exum. Oh, my his, God. At this point, the best-case scenario for his career is Sean Livingston. He comes back at, like... Which 28, and he's just like a yeah. big guard who can come in. Off. I'm not writing him off at all. Maybe he just goes to, probably goes to a new team that gives him a chance, and then maybe he gets healthy and he flourishes. Like, if I'm the Knicks, I would jump on him. If I, like, if you're a bad team that needs young talent, I would jump on Exum. Because I think he's yeah. not, his career is not over, but it's just sad. Uh, Derek Favors, by the way, is in a contract year. 
I met Rudy Gobert in Vegas this summer. I said what up, and he looked at me and kind of gave me like the what up head knob, so I immediately like him. Um, Listen to this lineup, Zach. Rookie Rubio, Joe Ingles, Favors, Gobert, Rodney Hood. And then they, but off the bench, like, this is why I like them. They're, they're not sexy. They're going to get steamrolled by the Warriors in the first round, but I think they're, they're a great coach team. They've got a good culture. I love their coach. Uh, they've got Alec Burks. We talked about Mitchell. Joe Johnson. They've got Jarepko off the bench. He could play. Ingles had a really good season. He got paid. I just think they're deep enough. My bold prediction, Zach, is Rodney Hood. Takes a leap, averages 20 points a game. Not 20, but I think he averages high teens and is a finalist for most improved player. That's probably my favorite bold prediction you've had so far in either conference. The only thing the is... Numbers, you, the numbers support your your uh, predictions, your forecast, because when Gordon Hayward was off the floor the past couple seasons, Hood's scoring rates were, like, super high. We're like, he was putting up... More than 20 points a game, you know, per whatever. Well, someone's going to have... I don't think they're going to score a lot. Their identity will be defense, but Hayward averaged 24. They're just going to be a deep... I mean, they're like a deep... They don't have a lot of holes. What are their weaknesses, you know? I guess they don't have, like, a go-to last-minute bucket guy that was scored. Well, that's going to be Hood. Hood averaged 13 points a game last year. They're going to need him to double back. They have protection. They have coaching. I like it. Yeah, good. Just a sound team. Keep an eye on Donovan Mitchell. I really like him. And we have him coming in at nine. I like him as a playoff team. Barely. I I don't like love them. They're over under is 40 and a half. So do you have the Blazers or Nuggets missing the playoffs? Well, you'll have to. We'll see. We'll keep going. Uh, 40 and a half. Over under. I like 40 and a half. Give me over. I like the over barely. I don't like them to be, like, awesome, but I like them around 500 or slightly above. I like them at 500. They're going to eat up East Coast teams because no one will be able to score on them. And Go Bear is awesome. Okay, number eight. We're in the playoffs, Zach, and we just hit half an hour. So we're right up kind of – well, we're not really on pace. We're kind of on pace. The Los Angeles Clippers, which you and I really disagreed on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have them at eight? I had them way higher than no, I have the U.S. I have the Clippers at ten, missing the playoffs substantially. You had them. You had them as the five seed. Like, let me make sure that's the right list. Yeah, you had them at All the right, five let's seed. Let's this out, dog. Let's go. Okay, crazy, crazy offseason for the Clippers, like the rest of the league. Traded Chris Paul for break for Beverly Decker, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams. Gave Blake Griffin a max contract, and then they went out and they got Danilo Gallinari for three years, and then signed electric passing the passing god rookie Milos Tadosic. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Their bench is drastically different. Zach Jamal Crawford is gone. JJ Redick is gone. Mo Buckets is gone. Raymond Felton is gone. This is a different team altogether. You like them. Way more than I do. So tell me why you like them so much. You have them as the fifth seed in the West. What am I missing? Because I have them missing the playoff. I have my reasons, but I want to know why you like them so much. I think they're just going to have, like, uh, first of all, they're super deep. The Clippers have never had depth. Now they have Beverly, Gallinari. They're all starters. Though they're all starters. Their bench is not that tight. They have bench players, but it's not necessarily good bench players. 
Yeah. They have Lou Williams. Here's the thing. Here, it, I'll make it very simple. It all boils down to health with this team. Yeah. It I, all comes down to can Blake pull, play a full season? Can Gallinari play a full season? We've never seen it before. If that happens, Beverly's had injury problems. But if that happens, I like them. Okay, so you're picking them to stay healthy. I'm picking them not to stay healthy. Listen to these stats. Blake Griffin has missed 82 games in his last three seasons. Gallinari has missed 121 in his last five and misses an average of 30% of his games a season. On paper, they're interesting. I think offensively, they'll be pretty good. I think the rookie, the 30-year-old rookie, Milos, is going to be super entertaining to watch. He's going to be throwing passes already in preseason. He's doing stuff that nobody's ever seen. Well, not nobody. It would just He's entertaining. I don't think they could stay healthy. Blake can't stay healthy. Gallo never stays healthy. I think if either one of them goes down, they're just not good enough in the West. Like, I think Harrell, I think, rename those players again they got in the Rockets trade. You want me to just give you their second unit? They got Bever- Beverly. They're saying Beverly and Milos are going to start together. And they're a good fit because Milos, from what I've read, can't play. Can't play D at all. At all. And so you got Beverly playing D. You got Milos running the one. But then who's shooting from there? Maybe Milos could shoot, but who's like, neither of them are like big scores, so that's an issue if you have no scoring from the guard position. And then you got Gallinari shooting threes, Blake kind of as a point forward, DeAndre doing DeAndre things. Off the bench, they got Lou Williams, who will get you buckets and score from all over the place. He's good. Austin Rivers, I can't stand. Sam Decker, I think Sam Decker actually will have the opportunity to not only play a lot, but like, Maybe do something. This is his chance, I think, because Gallinari is the guy in front of him, and if he goes down, Decker will get a lot of opportunity. Montrez Harrell, I like him as like a high-energy bench player. They got still got Bryce Johnson. Willie Reed is okay, but if anything happens to Gallo or Blake, they're just not good enough. Like, what, what is Blake? What Blake's like? What a top twenty player? DeAndre? Yeah. Ah, uh, no. You're talking me. You're talking me out of it. Yeah, I like them out of the playoffs. Mainly, I just don't think they stay healthy. My bold prediction is injuries cripple this team and they miss the playoffs. I'll tune in for Milos and to see how Gallinari and Blake and Jordan play together. But if Blake kind of does a lot of the ball handling and playmaking, though, I like some of the Beverly lineups. I don't know. I, whatever. I'm higher on them than you. What's the over-under? Over-under is 43-and-a-half. Obviously, I'm under. I have to go over just to save face. You have him as a five seed. I'd hope you have him over 43 and a half. I, we'll see. That's a team we'll have to talk about. But I, I also just don't really like a lot of those players. They're uh, the biggest unknown. Super curious. Like, what the hell are they? Yeah. Kind of like the Sixers. They're, they're going to, well, yeah, they'll be interesting. Okay, coming in at seven, the Portland Trailblazers. You and I both like this team. You had Portland eight. I had them seven. They dumped, they've been basically just shedding salary nonstop. They dumped Alan Crabb. Uh, I think they had to give up a pick to do that to Brooklyn, though. We all knew that Evan Turner signing was the dumbest shit ever, like the second inning tried. Yeah, that was bad. He was pretty bad for them all season. It's kind of, it sucks that they had to get rid I mean, of Crabb. I Crabb's a better fit on them than Evan Turner. Crabb Crab is good. Like, Crabb can shoot. Crabb plays younger. defense. He just makes almost $20 million a year, and that's insane. So... Good for him, but that's crazy. They drafted Zach Collins from Gonzaga, who everyone likes. But I think 
is going to need time. I don't think he makes an impact this season. He'll play, but I don't think he makes an impact. I could be wrong. They also drafted Caleb Swanigan from Purdue, who I actually like and think actually might make an impact this year. They tried to get Mello. As a Knicks fan, I wanted them to get Mello because they had more pieces to offer. But who would they have gotten back for Mello from the Blazers? Uh, what was rumored, and who I want to talk about, is Mo Harkless. And then, like, a combination of, like, Myers Leonard and, you know, like, maybe a package of young players or uh, uh, who was the other guy? I can't remember. I don't know. But centered around around Mo Harkless and, like, Leonard and, like, maybe um, the guy we were just talking about who sucks. So what else else did they do this summer? Nothing. That was it. They, like, they basically just shed salary because they went so crazy last offseason with money. I mean, listen, they got Damian Lillard. Is Nurkic healthy? Nurkic is healthy for now, unless he got hurt and I'm not aware of it. Nurkic averaged 15 and 10 last season once traded to Portland and was really good for them. I really like this team. There's not a lot of margin for it. Yeah, I, I think they're the Wizards of the West. I mean, I think they have a better bench than the Wizards. But, but it's like, where are you going from here? They get their guard heavy, which are their guard driven, like the Wizards. With you know, they really are the Wizards of the West. Lillard yeah. and McCollum, who are both locked up and young. I know the Wizards guys are a little bit younger, but whatever. I actually really like Mo Harkless. I'm hoping that he gets. I think my prediction for this team is Mo Harkless breaks out this year. He averaged like ten and four and four last season. I think he. Well, what's crazy is there's some provision in his contract where like. Gets a bonus if he shoots above thirty five percent from three or something. And he hit it. And he was at like thirty six last season. He just like stopped shooting. He didn't shoot a three for the last month of the season, which is hilarious. Hysterical. I don't, but I love it. I, I love it. Great. I almost like him more because of it. I just like Mo Harkless. I think he is good for them this season. I mean, this team is what they are. They're a good team that is nowhere near winning a ring. They desperately need a third player. I wanted to see him get mellow and see what that looked like. Uh, I don't have a lot else to say, Zach. They're capped out. Nah, like, neither do I. We can roll on. What's like over under? 42 and a half. This is tough. I like the over barely. I think they win like 44 games. Give me under barely. They're, they're a little too thin. Also, I think they're a dark horse trade candidate team. Yeah, I almost like the under two. Got it. They won 41 games last year. 42 and a half. Are they two games better than last year? They got rid of Crab. They have Nurkic more. Oh, this is tough. You're going. I, I like that you went over and that I went under. All right, I'll Let's keep continue. it. We've disagreed a lot. I don't feel great about my picks. Okay. The sixth seed. And my maybe favorite team in the West, Zach, this team I freaking love everything about. They're one of my favorite up-and-coming teams in the league. I have them as high as five. You had them at seven. The Denver Nuggets. I love everything about this team, Zach, and let me tell you why. They just You love their point guard? I love everything about this team, Zach. They got Gary Harris locked up, four years, $84 million. He was great last season. He's coming into his own. I don't think he's overpaid. People freaked out. No, that deal will look fine. They signed all-star Paul Millsap to a three-year deal. They tried to land a star star in George Hill. They didn't get him. Uh, Paul George, I'm sorry. 
And then they got Trey Lyles on draft night. This team is Love that move. super deep and really a combination of young and veteran leadership. They definitely have a question mark at point guard. That's fair. Emmanuel Moody, there's a there's like a competition going on between Moody A, who I think will win the job, Jameer Nelson. They're flirting with Jamal Murray, a point guard. I'm not buying Jamal point They're guard. They'd probably be better off of that. I, you know I, I'm, a, I'm a, on the Jamal Murray bandwagon, maybe not as a point guard. I'm big, um, big, big, big Jamal Murray guy. I totally agree with you. I think him and Gary Harris, I read an article recently, I think it might have been on The Ringer, that called the Nuggets the next Warriors. Because they're saying Gary Harris and, and Jamal Murray are the next Splash Brothers that are like both high lottery picks that are starting to come into their own. They just locked up Gary Harris. They have just added veteran leadership and Paul Millsap. Jokic is a star that we haven't even talked about. I think they would have traded for Kyrie if Kyrie gave them, um, you know, said he'd resign there. Well, for, just for a second, though, Dag, listen to how deep this team is. This is like the Kings, but they're actually good. So we talked about point guard with Moutier and Murray, Jameer Nelson, a veteran. You're like Everyone's rolling their eyes about Jameer Nelson. If he plays 10 minutes a night, that's not awful. Gary Harris, I like Malik Beasley, first-round pick. Paul Millsap, an all-star. Kenneth Fareed, you know, does Kenneth Fareed thing. Trey Lyles was a first-round pick a year ago. We like him. They're very deep in the front. Jokic is awesome. Herman Gomez is. Did they? Don't they have Plumley too? They have Plumley and Herman Gomez. Plumley was uh, Herman Gomez was a mid first round pick a year ago. They've got my boy Wilson Chandler at the small forward position, and your boy Will Barton backing him up to be six man. This team only has good veterans. They around. have more front court depth than any other team in the NBA. They also definitely have a trade to make. Why can't they trade one forward for a damn point guard? Well, I like them to get. I think Bledsoe is a good team for them. I think, God, they should totally go after Bledsoe. I think they package like Moutier, a first round pick, and like one of their young forwards, like Fareed, and they, or whatever, and then they get Bledsoe and like a player, and then they're starting, yeah, and then they got Jamal Murray, Bledsoe, and Gary Harris rotating at the guard. They got Chandler. Who's and their, tell me this though. Who's their crunch time lineup? Is it? Let me try it. Let me try it. Is it Murray, Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, um, Paul Millsap, and Jokic? I think so. I, I'm a little worried That's about. Tight. I'm That's worried tight. about Jamal Murray at the. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying that. And he's super young still. Like Jamal Here's Murray. Here's one thing about who the whole point guard issue. We've seen Jokic is passing. If you're running the offense through him. A point guard isn't as important. You just have those four spacers and Murray and Harris. Well, that's – and no, but what really killed him is – not killed him, but helped them. Gary Harris and Murray are really good off ball with their cuts. And Jokic just killed teams with hitting Gary Harris for, like, backdoor baseline cuts. Like Weren't they, they one of the highest offensive rated? Yeah, I mean, they're they, – they're, they're awesome, dude. Efficiency is they've great. got good veterans, and they've got emerging star young talent. Like, star – I like Gary Harris a year ago. I like Jamal Murray now. Jokic is in the unicorn discussion. Yeah, Jokic is a superstar in the making. We're barely talking about him, and he's their best player. This yeah, team is awesome. They over under is 45 and a half. This is my favorite over of the season. I like them for 50 wins. 
I think this is the team of the season. I think 50 wins yes, in the West. Wow. Yes, I think they maybe make a trade for a point guard, and then they're really good. I love this team. I love this I'll team. I'll go over as well, um, but not I mean, as I, high of them as you. I think, I guess my bold prediction is Gary Harris. I mean, they were, don't forget, they were, yeah, I mean, they added Millsap. I'm, I'm just saying, they were in a race hardcore to make the playoffs last year, and they didn't. So, so to say no playoffs to 50 wins is big. But. That's, that's a good point by you, Zach. They won 40 games last year. But they added Paul Millsap, who is a really good player. I like the development of their but youth. But is Millsap 10 wins? No, but I think their youth de- – I think you give – Paul Millsap gives them like five or six wins. And then I think the development of all their younger player gives them another few, and the East is worse. And they're going to beat everyone in the East. I'm probably – I wonder little- what went wrong with Utah with Lyles because I like him. Yeah, they get – I just think they're – I think they're really Didn't good. Didn't they pass up the chance to draft Donovan Mitchell, though? They traded the pick to get Mitchell. But they have a lot of young guards. They want a veteran. No, I agree. Bled- please, all season I'm going to be harping for Bledsoe to go to Denver. They've been flirting with veteran point guards all offseason into last year. Rubio, Hill, all these guys have been rumored. Like, Denver has been trying to get a star. They're trying to get a point guard. They tried really hard. They get Paul George. They offered Murray, like other young pieces. And they have the pieces to make a trade. So look for them to be in the hunt and then improve at the deadline. 50 wins might be crazy, but I like them a lot. Okay. Number five, I actually have Denver over this team, unlike basically everyone else in the country, including you and Jesse. The Timberwolves. Coming in at number five, had a very productive offseason. They traded for Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, or they traded for Jimmy Butler. They brought in Jamal Crawford, Jeff Teague, and Taj Gibson. I think Jamal Crawford, as much as I love him, one of my favorites, I think he's done. Yeah, he is like old. He's like 37. I love Jamal Crawford. I've told the story where he dat me up at College of Charleston Gym. I love Jamal Crawford. If they're relying a lot on him, they're in trouble. They drafted Justin Patton, who's going to be super fun for that team, but he's raw and young and probably won't play a lot. And they just gave Andrew Wiggins a max deal. This is everyone's darling breakout favorite team. This is it. They only won 31 games last year. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is a superstar. I think this team is overhyped. and that, I think they're good. They're a playoff team. They're going to be right in the hunt in the middle in the West. You know, I have them as the sixth seed, and we have them at five. So I, it's not like I don't think they're good. I just think they're overhyped. I, I think they're going to be – they're still young, even though they added a lot of veterans. They have a lot of new pieces. You know, Carl Anthony Towns averaged 25 a game last year. He's a superstar in the – or he already is a superstar. Jimmy Butler, 24 points. Wiggins, 24 points. Like, is there enough ball to go around? Jeff Teague averaged 15, like – this team, talk about teams having to figure out how they're going to play together. And then you got Thibodeau, who we like, but is also insane and will grind him into the ground. I like yeah. this team to win more than 45 games. I think they're overhyped. I think they're a year away from being like a top four team. What do you think about the Minnesota Timberwolves? What's the over under? 48 and a half. And I like the under. Not by Give a lot. Give me under. Give me under. I like them. I like where they're headed. It's, it's still just too early for me. They are a lot of fun. They are 
going to be one of the favorite teams in the league. They're like heading places. There's every reason to like them. And I'm like not trying to come off as I don't like Minnesota. They got a lot of players who need the ball. Yeah, that's Carl right. Anthony Towns, Wiggins, Butler, you know. They're going to have their hands. I mean, Thibodeau's going to have his hands full because they got yeah, to keep a lot of people. Yeah, going to have to sacrifice. It's going to be interesting. And what do you think about Wiggins? You've always been. I was always a Wiggins guy, and you were a Levine guy. They traded Levine, which I've been saying they should be doing for years. And they got they maxed out Wiggins, who had a big scoring year last year, but doesn't really do anything else. Yeah, no, I, I hope Jimmy Butler can show him how to uh, be better at basketball straight up. Yeah. He's a good one-on-one player, and that's it. Yeah, I can't argue against that. He needs to showcase more to be making $25 million a year. No one's real. Well, not no one, but I think Jeff Teague is a good addition. It'll be interesting. We both like the I under. like the big they drafted, too. Yeah, we talked about it. Justin Patton. I just don't know if he yeah. plays a lot this year. I like him, too. I think in a year or two when they're actually really good, I think he'll be really good for them. Like, when they're maybe competing for the Western Conference Championship in, like, a year or two, when Patton's been in the league for a year or two, Patton will all of a sudden be like, oh, my God, and they have this seven-foot monster off the bench. But he's kind of his knock was he's raw. Like, he needs time to develop. So I think he's not going to play a lot. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, we talked about them a lot. Is there anything else we need to talk about with Minnesota? We both took under. My bold prediction for this team is they struggle to mesh out of the gate and finish slightly above 500. I like them for 45 wins when everyone else likes them for 50. Yeah, um, give me under. They won, Zach, I think I already said this, they won 31 games last year. And for them to win, I mean, I think Jimmy yeah. Butler's great. They added a I'll lot of talent, but they're not they're not jumping 29 games or whatever. No, 19. I, my math is horrible. Okay, moving on. We're going to the three, no, the four seed. Sorry, this is the cream of the crop of really the NBA. Definitely the West. The San Antonio Spurs coming in at the four seed. Uh, they added Rudy Gay, which we'll definitely talk about. They re-signed Patty Mills. Jonathan Simmons is gone. David Lee is gone. Ginobili, they convinced to come back at 40. They almost traded LaMarcus Aldridge. They tried to get Paul George. None of that happened. Uh, Tony Parker is out for a while, and Patty Mills is going to start for them. I actually like this. This is my two seed. This is where things got muddled between you, your rankings, my rankings, and we use Jesse as a tiebreaker. I think I I like that. I mean, listen, they win 60 every year. The big question is, is Kawhi going to be out for an extended period? But, listen, I think the top four of the West is pretty locked. And I think seeds two through four could really go either anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're about to go through Spurs, OKC, and Rockets. And we were kind of all over the place with those three teams. But none of us had them lower than four. I don't think anyone really knows to know what to make of them. Is Kawhi going to be ready at the beginning of the season? Uh, who knows? San Antonio isn't really saying much. To me, the wild card for the Spurs is who emerges. Someone always emerges, whether it's Jonathan Simmons or someone you've just never heard of. Who's it going to be this year? My favorite candidate for them, for that person, is DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I 100% and, and agree with you. Good. If he's good, I think it really changes their outlook. He had some really big moments in the playoffs as a rookie, and they're going to need him because Parker's out. and He's going to play because they don't have a lot of guards. They have Danny Green, Manu at the two, and then they have Murray and Mills. 
And three guys I've never heard of. Kyle Anderson will play for them. I actually really like Rudy Gay. Uh, he's coming off a major injury, and we'll see. But off the bench, he seemingly fits into what they do. Mid-range jumpers, ball movement, unselfish, kind of. So he's at the four and the Marcus at the five? Yeah, you could go small there. They still have Pau Gasol, so... Those three guys kind of rotating through. You could put Gay down to three, but they could go big. They could go small. They've got a lot of interchangeable pieces. Popovich is the goat. I think they're going to be good. I, I, I 100% agree with you about De, uh, DeJounte Murray. I think he's going to have a breakout year, like relatively. They're going to rely on him, and he's going to be good. Um, Kawhi was my MVP pick last year. He's out. I just looked. He's out the season opener. No one really knows how long he's out. I don't. I'm hoping he doesn't miss a lot of time. He comes back. He just kills it. I think he's the best two-way player in the league, and he should be the MVP this season. That's my. I like him. I like him for MVP. I agree. That's my bold prediction: is Kawhi wins MVP. LeBron doesn't care about MVPs anymore. Um, I don't think he really cares about regular season win totals. That nor should he. Um, I think. The Oklahoma City Russ isn't going to get it. I don't see Harding getting it. Well, there's a, there's uh, so many superstar teams now. It's tough to predict. I know, but except the Spurs, that's why Kawhi is a good bet. Yeah. Well, I I like I had Kawhi last year, and just because he didn't get it, I'm picking him this year. Hopefully, his ankle is okay. Over under is 54 and a half wins. I like the over. Agreed. Give me the over. I just think they're too consistent to pick against them. All right, we both like the over for the Spurs. Moving on, OKC had a amazing, probably as good as an offseason as you could have, after a year after they got killed for re-upping Enes Cantor and Oladipo to big contracts. They shipped it. Oladipo and Sabonis for Paul George, and then Cantor and McDermott for Mello. They also signed Patrick Patterson, which I think is a really, really good fit for this team, an unselfish defensive big man who could protect the rim kind of and also shoot he's going to play big minutes for them and be really good I th- I think Mello and and Westbrook and Paul George could fit some people don't my dad doesn't think it will work at all but Mello is going to play at the four it's Olympic Mello I think Mello's just so happy to be away from New York and the train wreck and this team's going to be so good that he'll just be happy to be winning and fit in naturally I mean, listen, Melo kind of needs to, like, reprove himself. And I think he's, he's going to. losing for a while. I think, and I think Westbrook's going to be willing to share the ball. Like, I think Westbrook's going to be so happy to have major support again. I was, I was more excited to see just Paul George and Westbrook than the three of them. Because I don't know if I want Westbrook to really share the ball. I like the idea of Westbrook and Paul George as, like, two-headed monster. I don't know if... I like Westbrook in a three-headed monster team. Well, that's fair. You still have him at the three seed. I've met the three seed. I well, I don't know. I'm just fair between two and four. Westbrook played a lot in the off season with Melo, which really doesn't mean anything. But I think there's a friendship there, and I think Westbrook, even though he struggled at times, this team's going to have growing pains. I mean, Westbrook showed. You know, frustration, not frustration, but made the fans frustrated when he was playing with KD. I think we'll still see that, but Paul George and Westbrook seem to fit well, and I think Melo's going to be willing to be the third fiddle, which I've been saying 
for two years now is his optimal position, the third best player on a really good team. Totally, totally. He's like, I, I think his game will age like Pearson. Um, I think, I think he's gonna have a nice, which is which is a compliment. The concern for this team, Zach, besides sharing the basketball, is they're not totally. They're pretty thin. Uh, I talked about Patrick Patterson, who will come off the bench. He's really important for them. And is good. Well, yeah. And they have Jer- Jeremy Grant, who we'll see. And they picked up Raymond Felton. But that's kind of it. Felton will play for them. Here's what I like. I think they could be kind of locked down defensively because Patterson's a plus defender. Adams is a plus defender. Paul George. Paul George is a plus defender. And Roberson is a plus defender. You'll be able to put Mello and some really defensive lineups. Um, to minimize to be, minimize the impact that Mello, or the lack of an impact, I guess, that Mello has on defense? Precisely. Yeah, I, and I, I think they're just too talented. They're going to win a lot of games. The over-under, Zach, is 51.5. I love the over. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Warriors. I'll take that over all day. Yeah, you and I both I like think, I also think that Westbrook is going to bring out the best in Paul George. Paul George is someone who, when he wants to be, can be the best. But, like, you saw him in that first-round series against LeBron this year. He he wanted to, like, come out and make a statement. And he, like, he wasn't that much below LeBron. Like, he really pushed LeBron, to be honest. Even though the Cavs swept it, he was so good. The way, But he clearly did a bring it in Indiana every night. The way Westbrook brings it every night and competes so hard is really going to bring the best out of PG. And PG, those are all good points. PG has been quoted saying he wants to win the MVP this year, and he's in a contract year. They're going to Paul George is going to bring it this season. He's going to be and the ball movement between the three of them. Melo's been moving the ball. It's been a lot. Preseason has been fun watching them. I can't wait to watch this season. They're going to murder. They're going to murder the Knicks on opening night. Um, it's fun. I think they're a fun team. My bold prediction, Zach, I don't, obviously I don't think Westbrook's going to average a triple-double, but I still think he's going to average 25-8-8. Eight, eight. I still think Westbrook has a monster season. I'd be shocked if he didn't average that. That's not that bold. But they just gave him the like, super... That's like the Grizzlies missing the playoffs. He averaged a triple-double last year. Well, I don't know. They added two stars. I think he still puts up huge numbers. I don't think his numbers take that big of a hit. They will actually if he plays a lot less minutes. We'll see. Let's he, go. Let's he just took the super max. Raymond Felton might be one of the best backup point guards he's ever had. Whatever. Who cares? Moving on. The number two seed, the Houston Rockets, traded their entire bench for Chris Paul. And they signed two defensive wings and PJ Tucker and Luke Richard Mute. I can't even pronounce his name. They were basically going to get mellow all offseason and then didn't get mellow. This team looked like it was going to be better than they were. You know, at the beginning of the summer, they got Chris Paul, and everyone's like, "Oh, are they going to rival? Are they going to rival Golden State?" And then they didn't. And then all these other teams kept adding star players, and now they're looking back, and Houston's like, "Well, they're good, but they're clearly, I think, I can't believe we have them too. I had them ranked fourth. I don't think they're as good as San Antonio or OKC. They just won so many last year. Yeah, nah, I mean, I'm caught. I'm with you there. They lost. The thing about the Rockets is they lost so much depth. Dude, their bench sucks. Their bench sucks. They've got Nene, 
They've got Eric Gordon, who was six-man last year, or was a finalist. And then they're going to, like, stagger Harden and Chris Paul. P.J. Tucker and Mute are defensive guys. they got some defense off the bench, but, P. like... P.J. Tucker's a nice pickup for them. They're gonna, their rotation is going to be, like, tight. Like, they're not going to play a lot. They're, I think they're going to play, like, eight or nine guys just all season. I don't know. Tariq Black, is there a backup power forward? Like, oh. Are they another trade candidate? Who do they trade? This is the problem with the with the Knicks. Not with the Knicks, but why they couldn't get Melo. They have nothing to they trade. They gave up all their assets for Chris Paul. One of my questions for you, Zach, was, this is a serious question. Ryan Anderson went through an entire offseason of literally nobody wanting him. The whole block for any trade they could make after Chris Paul was they couldn't find a third team for Ryan Anderson because nobody wants Ryan Anderson and $19 million a season. Do you think that, like, if you're a player, do you care about that, than knowing that nobody in the league wants you? If I'm Ryan Anderson, I'm just counting them checks. I don't care who wants me. Yeah, I mean, he's making almost $20 million a season. They have really no way to upgrade their roster unless they give up a first-round pick in, like, two years. They're going to be good. They're going to win a lot of games. Never underestimate Maury's craftiness, but I'm with you. That's a phenomenal point because Moore, he's awesome. Uh, they're just, I don't think they're as good as OKC Warriors Spurs. Can you, are you ready for my bold prediction? Let's go. I say they get the fourth seed and they get upset in the first round and Chris Paul leaves in free agency. Well, I don't know about the last part, but I think they lose in the first Who's round. Who's the Timberwolves? Who's your fifth seed? Who, who, I have Denver who? beating them. But it could be Denver, the Timberwolves. Denver would, Denver would give them a hell of a series. I think a deeper team just is, I don't know, I think they're not going to get out of the first round. Whether it's Minnesota, whether it's Denver, I think it'll be Denver. But, or maybe the Clippers are actually healthy and really good. I don't know, but. If they're shooting like 500 threes a game, too, they're the ultimate team that could, like, upset someone else because they got hot for four games or get upset themselves because they were cold for a couple of games, you know? Well, they need to adjust their offense a little because Chris Paul's not really a three-point shooter. So, like... Yeah, they got the best mid-range player in the game of a team that hates mid-range shots. It's going to be interesting. We've talked a lot over the offseason about whether Harden and Mel... or Paul could play together. We'll see. I think they're... What's the over-under? 45 and a half. I still like the over because I think they... I definitely like the over there. They won... Oh, my God. They won 55 games last year. There's no way there's 10 games worse. That's ridiculous. I also think D'Antoni's like the point guard whisperer. You just gave him Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, like they're gonna win a lot. I, I worry about them in the playoffs. I didn't mean. To, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I worry about them in the playoffs. I am not worried about them in the regular season, despite the fact that their depth sucks. True that. I couldn't agree. I unfortunately agree with you. The depth. Give me the over. Uh, yeah, both of us. All right, number one seed. No shocker, obviously. Golden State Warriors. Maxed out Curry. They got KD back on a two-year deal. He took a pay cut. They were able to re-sign Livingston, Iguodala, and Zaza, which is insane. There's no, like Everyone's like, that's not going to happen. And then KD took a big pay cut so they could bring them all back. And then on top of that, Zach, they signed Omar Caspi and Nick Young, who are perfect fits. They bought Jordan Bell from Oregon in the draft in the second round. He's going to be like a super high-energy, unselfish bench guy. They let go of Matt Barnes, addition by subtraction. The Warriors are better. It's crazy. The Warriors are better this year. I love it. Historically, great team had 
They they might have been like the winners of the NBA offseason. They had such a good offseason. You know, I think Caspi and Nick Young, I don't know how much they'll play. They'll probably I don't each know play. Nick Young will play. I think Caspi should play. Caspi is tight. The problem is he's got Duran ahead of him. There's Draymond. They still have David West and well, Iguodala. They should rest people. They should rest people. I like their young players. I like Jordan Bell. Yeah, well, I don't know. Bell's a guy who I don't know. McCaw is the one that everyone likes. Uh, McCaw's, yeah, McCaw. My buddy who's a Warriors fan, Zach, who I've never had on the podcast, i got to get him on, is a huge McCaw fan. He, like, thinks uh, he's awesome. The world, the world doesn't need another Warriors fan. He, uh, and then I can't believe they brought back Livingston and Iguodala. Caspi and who was the other guy? Nick Young are great fits for three-point shooting. They still have JaVale. They brought him back. This team is better than they were a year ago. They're a year in. They've won a ring again, so they have that. You know, Katie has that pressure off his back, and they're going to play better together because they've played a season now. They're not meshing anymore. They've meshed. And Kerr said recently that Curry looks the best he's ever seen him, which is such a terrifying quote. I don't even know what to make of that. He's looked awesome. He looks like midseason Curry in preseason. I mean, basically, just wake me up when it's 2019 when Clay Thompson's a free agent. I could, yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. They're going to win the next two championships. The over-under is 67 and a half. I like the over. I like the over, which is insane. I can't believe we're yeah. going over. My bold prediction, Zach, is they win over 70 games. I almost put they're going to break the record again. I was like, they're going to break the 73-win record well, that dude, they set two years ago. How they have the ring... Now that they have the, the crown back, what I want them to do is to go for everything. Go for everything to be the best team in history. Come on, like go for that. Go for seventy four wins and a perfect playoff. I mean, I think that will all be on the table. They could even like rest guys. They could rotate them through. Like, oh, and I know you can't rest guys now with the new rules, but like at a home <laughs> game. They sit Kevin Durant for a night, and then they have Clay Curry, and you start like Iguodala, and you have Caspi off the bench getting shots, or you bench Curry and start late. Like they can or rotate. If or if you're winning by so much that your star players are only playing 25 minutes a game for a month, that's the same as resting. You know, they're the best team in the league. I think, th- I think they're winning the next two championships, barring an injury. I think Clay Thompson is going to be the big, is he going to stay or go? Durant's a freak, could opt out at the end of the season. Obviously, he's not leaving. But it, it'll be interesting what Durant does with his contracts in order to accommodate Clay Thompson. I mean, this team, you know, people are like, how can you follow the NBA so closely when you know the Warriors are going to, like, you know the finals, you know what's going to happen. For me, it's about the process. That's why we just did literally over two and a half hours of talking about the NBA season. But the Warriors are going to be awesome. They'll be in the finals. I think they're winning the next two championships. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Zach, about the Warriors? Warriors over who in the in the Western Conference Finals? Uh, Spurs. I have the Spurs as a two seed. I like, for the record, I like Houston as a four seed, and I already said it out in the first round. I think OKC is Give me Oklahoma City just because I think it would be so much fun with Durant and Westbrook and the whole, like, 3-1 thing that happened. I like that. No, I... I yeah, I like that a lot. I would love to see that. God, that would be fun. That would be so much fun. I think the Warriors are better, but that would be a lot of fun. So much fun. Uh, the know. Warriors are better, but, like, if Paul George... Yeah, I mean, listen, 
That would be so entertaining. It's something we just... I need to see OKC play for a couple months and see how they're playing. See how they're really... If they have anyone off the bench who could play. What will kill OKC is, if they're healthy, uh, they just, like... They'll have to all play a ton. Like, Westbrook, Paul George, and Melo like, won't be able to come off the court. Like, the Warriors. Warriors still have Iguodala, Livingston, JaVale, David West, and Nick Young, and McCaw coming off the bench. Like, that's a really good bench. And they already have four of the top 12 players in the league. Like, this team is just so good. It's, I not, know. it's not fair. Uh, do you want to do under the? Do you want to do season awards, or we capped out? I've already really said mine through all my bold predictions. Yeah, I think I think we uh, we nailed those. Kawhi, I said Hood for most improved. Rookie of the year, I think we both said uh, Ben Simmons. So, do you want to do any dark horses like guys beneath the fray who might win MVP and Rookie of the Year? Yeah, let's each do one dark horse MVP and one dark horse Rookie of the Year. Okay. Uh. You do you want to go first or rookie of the year? I know my I I know my rookie of the year at dark horse. Are you taking Donovan Mitchell? No, I don't think he'll play enough. I'm taking Markel Fultz, who everyone's counting out, and I think it's bull, BS. I like that. I'm glad you're not counting him out. Give me give me De'Aaron Fox. Okay, he's got George Hill ahead of him. I don't like that pick at all. MVP. Give me Kyrie, dude. I want Kyrie. Okay. Kyrie, I like that. To the one seed. All right. I can't, you know, Boston as a one seed isn't crazy. All right. I'm just, like, scribbling these down at this point, Zach. Uh, am I, is Greek Freak too much of a, not a dark horse? Um, I think that's a year early, but I like that. All that, right. That's, that's Greek cool. Freak is my dark horse. My actual MVP is Kawhi. I already said most improved. I do think that the Bucks need to get like a top three seed for Kawhi to get that. I mean, for yeah. uh, Freaks to win that. I think if Greeks' stats continue to improve, I already my bold prediction was he averages like twenty six points, twenty seven points a game. He finished in the top, I think, five in scoring. Uh, if he takes that leap and he just carries that team and they get like the four seed or the three seed, yeah, I think he could win it. Mainly because all these other teams have so many stars. Like, it's going to be tough for Durant and Curry to win because they're both on the same team. Yeah. Although, I think Durant Durant could could definitely win it. But Curry, not. All right. Uh, I think that's it, Zach. That's our Western Conference preview. Who do you like in the finals? We we crushed it. Who do I like in the finals? The Warriors. Yeah, I like the Warriors over Cleveland. We'll do this again throughout the season. If if IT comes back, and I just, I don't know enough about Isaiah. If Isaiah comes back and is healthy... I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. I'm but. going Warriors over Celtics. Ooh. All right. I'm Warriors over Cavs. Do you not remember that I just picked the Celtics to beat the Cavs in our East pod? I forgot that. Do I got to yeah. write that down, too? I can't keep up with all this stuff, Zach. I got to make, like, a spreadsheet of all of our prediction. All what? right. Let's, uh, let's end it here. All right. That was Happy our NBA preview. Two, go. two hours and 40 minutes of NBA or whatever of NBA action. This is Two Idiots Talking Sports. We're going to have a lot of pods coming out with NBA stuff. Zach, thanks for coming back on. Family man now, making time for us. We out, Chip. We out. Check us out on Twitter, two underscore idiots talking. And we're done. Peace. Down the with the two idiots talking sports.
Strictly man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Can't get them out of your mind, no They talk about the sports all the time